interns, come on. I'm in the esteemed company of my great friend and peer, Choco V, out of the Southeast Asia regional chapter, who has businesses in India, the US and elsewhere. Choco, thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Terence. Thank you. Good to be here with you on a Saturday. Nice speaking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You actually, as we spoke about, you actually got me in the shirt of the family, so that's impressive. Yeah, thank you. Choco, tell me about the impact the coronavirus, COVID-19, has on you, your businesses, your family, and, and everything in your circles of influence. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, Terence. So, I mean, we heard about the, uh, the coronavirus a little earlier than most folks because uh, we work with a, a lot of like the U.S. healthcare and uh, some leading hospitals. So they, uh, our guys started hearing about uh, these the people getting depressed in the U.S. who are coming back from China and uh, having flu-like symptoms. But uh, the doctors were contemplating it could be coronavirus and things like that. So we had a little bit of a heads up uh, out there, but uh, but. After a while, as you know, uh, like you know, both you and I were scheduled to meet in San Diego for uh, doing BLC, and uh, that that uh, came uh, didn't go uh, go as planned, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, uh, after that, uh, we were scheduled to go for the the Hims, the Healthcare Information uh, uh, Conference, and 60,000 people, and that got cancelled. And more recently, the the risk, uh, the, the population health, uh, the risk adjustment conference uh, uh, called Rise that got cancelled last week, and uh, so it's impacted a lot of uh, a lot of it. And I think for the first time in many years, I think I, I find myself in, in India, Bangalore for like more than three weeks together, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing sometimes. Yeah, it is, and I've been meeting my employees a lot and uh, chatting and having coffee with them and. Uh, it's interesting to hear their perspective. So, like you know, how they're taking precautions and uh, uh, in terms of being clean, things like that. And uh, on, a, on an Indian impact, it's not as much. Uh, uh, I mean, considering the fact that 1.3 billion people, we only have 83 cases today, and uh, so it's not much. But epicenters like Bangalore, which is the second uh, busiest airport, is a little more. Uh, scarier because a lot of people coming in and a lot of techies. There's one, uh, two techies actually. Uh, one guy from Global came back. Uh, he was out for a honeymoon and went back. And uh, the other one was a, a Dell employee from uh, who went came to went to Austin and then came back and began to come back. And that's how the spread is spreading in Bangalore. So we, uh, as a company, so we we're looking at. Uh, we have a huge conundrum because we work for the U.S. healthcare. So. In many ways, it's a lot of PHI and personal health information, and as well as financial, we manage revenue cycle as well as uh, coding and HIM, health information management. Uh, so, in terms of documenting and uh, in terms of uh, making sure the privacy of data is, is kept intact, uh, we cannot allow people to work from home. But in this kind of situation, we are also planning to work from home. So, that's the conundrum we are because we have to, because the government is clamping down. Uh, yes. where people are more than 100 or 150 people working together. So, Choco, what has been the impact? And, and based on the information that I, that I know as, as, as a friend with you, is you administrate a large amount of services across the U.S. healthcare systems. What have you seen change across the systems in recent weeks as a result of the coronavirus? Uh, I think we started getting uh, 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 a lot of cases for the coronavirus since we 
work with some leading hospitals uh, uh, in the Boston area or Washington DC and, and things like that. So, uh, so uh, and uh, they were they, they, uh, and we had a visit from the largest hospital uh, in uh, uh, in the U.S. Uh, they were here a couple of weeks ago and they said that uh, they're getting scanned to import stuff from China because it could be contaminated because they're using it at the operational room and things like that. So they uh, so hospitals are in a, in a kind of a, a crazy mix because if you look at per population in, in, the, in the world. Japan has the highest as 12 beds per thousand people. Uh, South Korea and, and is about eight. I think China is about six. America has three beds per thousand, and India has 0.6 beds per thousand. So uh, I think it's critical how, and it's also interesting to see how the countries are handling coronavirus. Uh, India, for one sense, uh, like you know, America, the whole thing is about tests and how will we go to test? We don't have enough tests. In India, people are not talking about tests. They're saying, if you have symptoms of coronavirus, we treat you for coronavirus. We don't need to test you for it. We just treat you for it. And that's been the approach in India. What are your thoughts on such proactive treatment protocols? And the reason I ask is I've been actively involved as a YPO and a doctor in, in the Africa region to contribute to the thought leadership and also make access easier to our YPOs and others to the medical treatments necessary. In South Africa, we have testing available, but the government criteria for testing is fairly stringent and peculiar to almost create a circumstance that where you have a strong probability of, of the infection before the testing is done. But in my view, I believe proactive treatment is necessary. What in your experience have you seen in India and uh, the US? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, I mean, India too, they banned testing from any private laboratory, so not go to a private laboratory or a hospital again. Tested. So you have to go to a, a government hospital wow. to get tested. So and they are also doing some good things, which I think is a good takeaway for other hospitals. Uh, I mean, other countries too. So like uh, the city of Bangalore is is going to designate certain hospitals for Corona hospitals, and they're evacuating all the other patients. And they they they're kind of making it so that it can be a self-contained coronavirus uh, impact center. So that, uh, so more and more healthcare. Uh, workers can congregate around that that area, and uh, 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 I've also just heard that the army in India is also trying to create quarantine centers in different army locations around around India. So uh, I think uh, because uh, I don't know if you just heard, just in the state of uh, Ohio, one state in America, they're saying that they could be potentially hundred thousand coronavirus cases, uh, uh, which just came out. So. That's the that's the ramification of it. So what they say is the tip of the iceberg. So uh, I mean, in certain cases, so we are looking at a. I mean, what we've done is uh, we try to keep the work the, our employees healthier as well. So we've uh, constituted that along with the coffee, uh, all our employees would get uh, a zinc 15 milligram and vitamin C uh, tablets uh, uh, along with. Uh, so they they keep getting that every day. So kind of improving the immune system like that. What other proactive measures have you felt necessary for the businesses that you lead and potentially for the clients that you serve? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's a kind of a, a mix because we cannot work from home, but we are now approaching our clients and saying that, listen, we will take, make, make sure uh, we built our own compliance node, which will kind of uh, make sure that the employees will have all safety and security 
working from home in the sense that they cannot print screens or you know uh, take that kind of stuff. Uh, so and then we are also trying to equip our employees with laptops so that we can they can work at home. This is not that we would do it, but we're just getting ready in case anyone is affected in the office or something like that. And then uh, people are completely restricted to come to office. And then that's uh, that's that will be our plan B. Choco. India, as of yesterday, has closed its borders effectively for non-essential and non-critical travel. In this case, India has very few known cases, but such a proactive step is drastic, but most likely necessary. What are your thoughts on India's decision in this process? Uh, yeah, I think India did a good job in terms of trying to uh, stop all uh, the cancel all the visas for people. A couple of weeks earlier than America did, uh, stopped all international travel coming in. That was a that was a good thing. And then uh, uh, what uh, what I think is essential is that uh, uh, you need to see and, and isolate yourself. Like what uh, China has done very effectively and Singapore has done very effectively. And then India has actually had a history of uh, controlling these things very well. So I don't know if you heard of Nipah virus, which was kind of similar and it caused a lot of scare. About a year ago, in 2018, it originated in India, and India embraced it. Unlike what China, uh, you know, what happened uh, with the doctor uh, in China who came out and said about Corona, what happened again. So India actually embraced it, and then the three doctors uh, went ahead and complained. Uh, we we worked with the WHO, and Nipah virus got eradicated. Uh, literally within the next couple of months, so India has got a good track record of uh, controlling this thing, and then the public health system is is working very well uh, proactively. And uh, I think uh, the people are now more. Uh, when I talk to my employees, they're kind of reconciled with the fact that I said, "Listen, you know, you might have to work from home. Can you help out?" And they're, they're all willing. So I think that's the key thing. If because if if you uh, if you don't have a the society engaged with you like in Italy or something like that, uh, and your result and what happened in it, I mean India we have 83 cases yesterday Italy 83 people died so that's what happens today if you don't listen to this uh, listen to what you should be doing. I agree with you 100%. Another concept we've been working on as the healthcare business network that that we we taking the lead on is becoming a resource for members and and non-YPOs. In this case, for example, in South Africa and the African region, I've I've taken the lead on my in my own capacity and through the network to become a resource so we can provide advice, support, prescriptions and access to medication to peers who need it wherever they can within the region and if need be internationally. What are your thoughts of us creating centers of excellence so we have peers who have are within a region of, of a few hundred people or a few thousand members who make themselves easily available to become a resource actively so for members. So for example, if you're in India or the US or any other region, peers who are doctors or through their businesses who have access to doctors and healthcare practitioners are able to provide direct access and consultations to peers, even if need be through Zoom and other technology to make sure peers and their families are actively supported and those affected by the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so uh, I think it's it's very well needed in, in this time of crisis because, uh, for example, we wanted to buy a bunch of thermometers because we we're measuring temperature of our employees morning and evening and couldn't get it. And wow. then we used our network to try getting thermometers. So if a simple thing like thermometers are in scarce commodity right now, 
I'm sure a lot of other things are going to come into critical uh, eventuality uh, necessity. Uh, uh, I mean, as a consequence of this, so we'd be, I'd be happy to help as well. As a further example, Chuck, of what we've done in the South African Africa region. Last Friday, when the first case was diagnosed in South Africa and the Africa region was still in its early stages of, of confirmed and documented cases, I went out and based on protocols out of the Middle East and elsewhere, secured drugs for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to make them easily accessible to IPOs. So I made sure the regulatory processes were complied with, so there were proper prescriptions and discussions with each of the members for, on behalf of their families, and then made them available and sent them overnight by Korea to members' families just to make sure in the circumstance that there is an extreme scarcity, there is an unavailability of medication. They have been put into containers and provided to members to literally keep in a kitchen cabinet that if you become symptomatic and if necessary after you've been tested, to start medication as soon as possible. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, uh, 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 that's the key message to be proactive and, and anticipate because uh, you don't want to be left behind this uh, time of uh, the pandemic situation. Choco, in wrapping up, as, an, as a phenomenal leader and great friend, what are your words of advice to the rest of our peers in YPO as responsible leaders? What should they be doing in their spheres of influence? Uh, I think uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, we being in the healthcare network uh, are in the epicenter of this uh, uh, in, in a way. Uh, and I think hospitals are going to be stretched across the world. Uh, more and more people. So if you see China, if you see Italy, uh, uh, and then if you also rewind back a hundred years ago and, and look at what happened with the swine flu and uh, how it impacted countries, it's a great learning. Uh, I, I was just reading through and saying that India actually suffered a huge amount hundred years ago. So uh, uh, things like that. So I think the hospitals are going to get stretched. So they're going to be looking out to the, uh, the the healthcare industry. The, people will support them uh, in, in a greater extent. So we have more work to do and uh, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's in a funny situation. So it's like you having to do more work to do, but maybe your legs are tied because of certain uh, ways that how the, the, the society is uh, getting ready for this. So I think it's, it's interesting times. Choco, thank you so much for making the time and we look forward to reaching out to you as a network, as a peer and as a YPOer as this pandemic accelerates at unknown proportions exponentially globally. And we look forward to you as a resource and as, as a leader in these times. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Jones. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.